This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome to Rogue One Radio, your source for sweet jams and conversations about a galaxy far, far away. And now, from the remnants of Jetta City, it's Rogue One Radio. Are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Who do you call a scruffy-looking? Uh, me. Me. All right. Hey, folks. Uh, it's Rogue One Radio. I am Steve. With me, as always, is DJ. And this is episode 48. Wow. 48. Yeah. Tonight is the finale of our Skywalker Saga retrospective series. We end things with the rise of Skywalker. Hey, oh, Megan. Yeah. Hey, Spencer. We got a couple in the chat already. Good to have you. So, uh, starting things off here, I want to uh, do a few shout outs at the beginning. Uh, as you see down there, we are part of the Red 5 Network. Uh, so, be sure and check out all of the podcasts that are a part of that network. You can find it at Red 5 Network. Dot com and I think Nicole is with us as well. Hi. There, hey Nicole. All right, hey, you uh, Holly. So, uh, so yeah, Red Five. Uh, so Red Five Network. A uh, couple uh, uh, specific ones I wanted to shout out uh, from a certain point of view. Um, they are currently doing a. Uh, a series on what to watch on dot 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 their latest one was uh what to watch on amazon prime so be sure and check that one out you can find that on spotify and apple and all those other good uh podcast sites uh, another one is uh that i just recently listened to i want to say yesterday uh was the newest episode of the escape pod uh those guys have been on the show with us before uh, they're always fun to talk to. Uh, they uh, Their latest episode, they did a Kevin Smith double feature where they talked about mall rats and chasing Amy. Uh, so that was, uh, was a good episode. Make sure you check that out. Uh, any others that you would like to shout out there, uh, DJ? Wow. Um, there's so many good ones. Yeah, uh, big shout out to uh, Big T and Little T podcast. Uh, had a great uh, time interviewing them. Uh, and uh, that is up on Anchor and wherever you can find uh, your audio podcasts. Hopefully soon I will have the uh, video version of that uh, posted. Um, it was a good time. Uh, it's always great to see the excitement of uh, the young fans um as uh, we as uh, parents spread the love of star wars awesome 
Uh, also, we have got uh, joining us in the chat is Lunar Girl and RFB. Always a pleasure to have you folks. And uh, any shout outs you want to give to any podcast there, Nicole? Oh my gosh. Well, first, thank you, you guys, for having me on. I love being here on Rogue One Radio and hanging out with you and DJ. Um, and hello to everybody in the, the in the chat because you know I know a lot of them also have podcasts and I love that we all support each other. So just huge shout out to, to everybody because I just love everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna start referring to you as our third co-host. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. You're on quite often, so yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, Steve, how was your week? What'd you get up to this week? Uh, not bad. Not, not a whole lot. Um, I haven't done nearly as much reading as I wanted to. I caught up on some of the uh, comic books I've been trying to read, uh, getting caught up on those. Um, but I also have been reading, uh, or not reading, but I've been playing a lot of uh, Mass Effect lately. Mm. Um, I finished the first Mass Effect. I, did, I bought the Legendary Edition. Right. Um, but I, uh, so I finished the first one and um, I've started the second one. And based on where I finished, uh, was that last night? I think I might be pretty close to done with that one too. So, cool. uh, so there's that. And then, um, well, what else has been going on? Not really a whole lot. Um, yeah, no, haven't been. Uh, I mean, other than uh, I watch Bad Batch and Loki. Um, those, as far as uh, new stuff, that's the only thing I've been watching. Um, well, I've been watching Superman Lois too, uh, or Superman. Yeah, yeah, Superman Lois. Um, and then, uh, yeah, other than that, I've been. I've actually been rewatching, sort of. I'll explain that in a minute. I've been rewatching. Uh, uh, how I Met Your Mother, and uh, the reason I say sort of rewatching is I, I've never actually watched the whole thing. I just watched like a sporadic episode here and there. Uh, so now I'm actually going through a complete watch through of it, and I believe I'm in season three now. So five. Yeah. So how how about you, Nicole? What have you been up to this week? Oh my gosh. Well, today I was running in because I actually just got back from the dentist, so I was like booking it. Like I got set up, it's ready. Uh, so that's what was my day to day. But I've actually been doing some reading too. Um, began and finished 101 Dalmatians by Dodie Smith. And now I feel like part of my life has been a lie. <laughs> and you've read 101 Dalmatians and then seen the, now you know the animated and now you've seen everything else. You just now realize that any adaptation is going to be okay. Um, and I can give away the, the, the big, the big secret but you know then you might not want to read it and it's i think it's a really good read and i also found out for book two to get book two some of those are going for over several hundred dollars to over a thousand dollars gentlemen for the wow. part two of 101 dalmatians by dodie smith Really could not believe that I could <laughs> when I was trying to like look up. I was like, "Ooh, I want to get a hardcover." And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know if I can spend a thousand dollars on a hardcover." Why is it yeah. so much? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There, it must be a rare um, edition 
that they did not, and it's not called 101 Dalmatians anyways, it's called like the Twilight Barking or something, but it is the a sequel to 101. Um, and cool. then I just started An Old Fashioned Girl uh, by Louisa Alcott. I'm not finished with it yet. It's going really good. I've just been in a time period place this week. I've just been wanting, um, I don't know, to be in another world. Minus I thought about it to you guys. Um, as much as I love the idea of living in the 50s, the 20s, or even in the Victorian era, gentlemen, if I had to go to the dentist during those time periods, I think I'd be a little scared. You know, anybody else in the, get what I'm saying? I mean, could you imagine getting your tooth pulled out like in the Victorian era? Oi, I wonder what they do in the galaxy. I want to know. <laughs> like, how do, how, how do they handle the dentist there? <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> Enough about me. How, how's your week, DJ? And 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 your stormtrooper. You know, I see your 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 helmet there next to you. You've been pointing at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I was uh, showing RFB since he is a uh, former TK as well, and we've talked about it. And um, I've got most of the armor uh, complete uh, as far as trimming and sanding. I just have to put it all together. One of the last pieces is the helmet. Uh, and I've been kind of shy on doing it just because it's the make or break piece. Uh, oh, okay. So if it gets screwed up, then, you know, I, you know, I got to order another one and I don't, who's got the money for that. So, uh, you know, uh, so I've been taking it uh, kind of slow. Um, yeah, uh, I'm still, my foot still is hurt a little bit, but uh, I was able to get a full shoe on today and go to work and so things in a, in a positive direction. Um, I haven't really been playing too many video games. Uh, and then uh, reading, uh, I'm finishing up, I'm on the last book of... Uh, the Melorian, which is the sequel to the Bulgariad. Uh, and while I'm at work, I've been listening to um, the Margaret uh, Weiss and Tracy Hickman uh, Dragons of Autumn Twilight, which is a fantastic uh, series, uh, Dungeons and Dragons based. Um, so uh, I read that when I was a kid, and so I'm just kind of getting back into it. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, uh, just uh, living life. Uh, got the pool set up. So, the you know, uh, before we got on, I was like, hey, kids, go to the pool. It's, uh, it's time for me to, you know, to, to jump on live. So should be uh, fairly quiet tonight. Mister. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Cockadoodle Pew Pew is um, MIA. I don't know what happened to our uh, our mascot. Other than it's hot and yeah, there uh, he is up in the corner. There, he, there, there we go. Um, <laughs> or maybe but, yeah, him and Bob. Maybe him and Bob are out in the desert. You know. It, you know what? That's very right possible. Bob makes the rounds. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a good week. Uh, got into some good discussion on Twitter, surprisingly. Um, but uh, yeah. It's uh, I, I'm ready to I'm ready to talk some uh, Rise of Skywalker after we uh, play some tunes and get some news going. Yeah, um, Spencer in the chat was saying he's uh, been playing a lot of Far Cry Three recently, uh, but also oh, he, said, 
He said he's been keeping up with E3, and apparently mm -hmm. yesterday was an absolute disaster. I'll have to learn. Uh, I'll have to hear more about that and uh, find out um, why it was a disaster. I, I have actually not been keeping up with E3. You're probably better off for it. I mean, there's really not been a whole heck of a lot that's been announced, and what has been announced is rather lackluster. So, uh, but you know, it's uh, we're getting to that point of uh, you know, not everybody has the next gen systems. They're extremely hard to come by, yeah. um, and uh, there's still a lot of delays as far as hardware uh, and software. Uh, so yeah, but you know, all right. So yeah, we, uh, as he said, we, uh, are going to be talking about rise of Skywalker a little bit later. Um, and we've also got our, uh, our newsreel coming up. Uh, I've got uh, a little bit of news, uh, not, not a whole ton. Um, but we do have some stuff to talk about. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we're going to go ahead and play our first song. Uh, I am trying something out a little bit new, so this could colossally fail, uh, or it will work very well. So the first song I'm going to play is from a band out of Brooklyn, New York, called Superbloom. And uh, it comes from an album that they just released called Pollen. Uh, and the song is Mary on a Chain. So here we go. Take 
Chain by Super Bloom out of Brooklyn, New York. Cool beans. Good stuff. All right, we're ready for. Oh, we've got a newcomer to the chat. Well, not really newcomer. She's been in here before. The Force of Light folks are with us in the chat. Yay. Thanks for dropping by. Haven't seen you in a while. Good to have you. All right, we're about to jump in our newsreel, but uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe and hit that like button for us, please. Thank you. So, news. Uh, I'm going to start things off with a quick announcement regarding the Flash film. Uh, we have got an announcement coming from CBR.com that uh, Grant Gustin is going to reprise his role as the Flash uh, in the Flash movie. It uh, doesn't come as a huge surprise to me, to be honest, um, but um, it will be interesting to see uh, two people playing uh, the Flash in the Flash movie, so that'll be cool. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I like Grant Gustin as the Flash. I mean, you know, the the last few episodes of the TV show have been kind of lackluster, but uh, but him as Flash, I think, is is good. Um, what do you got for us, DJ? All right. So uh, first up, we have a couple of uh, Lord of the Rings pieces. Um, which one do I want to go with first? All right. Uh, I am going to go with uh, WB has announced uh, that there is going to be a Lord of the Rings prequel movie called, uh, and I am going to massacre the name, War of Rohirrim. Yeah, hmm. Ro Rohirrim. So um, I'm guessing this is going to be the uh, they kind of allude to it in the movies um, with the writers of Rohan. Uh, so you know, really not a whole lot about it other than it was just um, just announced. So uh, it's supposed to be helmed by uh, Kenji. Uh, dang it, Steve! You did it to me again. <laughs> uh, uh, Kamiyama, uh, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be about a legendary battle that uh shaped Middle Earth and laid the groundwork for the adventures we already have seen. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be pretty interesting to see. Um, I say, I'm I'm kind of nervous, I don't know about you guys, but. 
where are they getting their stuff at? You know what I mean? Obviously, Tolkien's no longer alive. So I'm just kind of curious. You know what I mean? And he was very instrumental and very good with his words. And um, his creativity was out of this world. So I'm very curious. And I hope that they don't lose the love and the real reason behind the Lord of the Rings. You know, does that make sense? Because it's like Narnia. It's like you have some very deep uh, beliefs actually within, you know, both of them. So I just hope that it doesn't lose any of that love. You know what I mean? Does that, mm-hmm. you, y'all understand it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sitting in the chat room, like, I just hope that they do a good job because that would really stink to ruin the Lord of the Rings because I think the Lord of the Rings is done so well just by the book. And even the movies are different from the book, you know? So mm-hmm. I just uh, don't want to see if it I, <laughs> You if know, I why, remember, why create something new when there's already something so loved and cherished there? So right. I just am well, hoping. If I remember right, this was mentioned at the end of the Similarian. Um, and it's, uh, it's one of the like beginning wars that, uh, that really did shape the, uh, the continent and how, uh, everything was going to be governed. Uh, I don't think, I don't think they went into that great of detail, but at Mm -hmm. least the source material is there. Uh, and it's supposed to be a companion to Peter Jackson stuff. So um, okay. I think Peter Jackson yeah. said he was done with Lord of the Rings. So uh, they had to find somebody else to do it. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And then um, in, uh, in association with that, uh, that the uh, Amazon is reportedly developing a Lord of the Rings animated show. Uh, which, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know where they're going to put this one. I uh, didn't really say in the article, uh, but, um, you know, it's supposed to have been a, a, a billion dollar deal for five seasons. Uh, but I, again, there's really no, no, in, no, no, anything no context on where this is going to be set so uh i don't know it'd be exciting to see what happens with it as long as they stay true to the source material yeah that's that's what really worries me excuse me is i want you know i don't want it to be miles away from middle earth you know what i mean stay down the shire stay down the middle earth don't you don't keep keep gravitating towards those the true beliefs within lord of the rings you know so don't want to seeing the Hobbit movies. Yeah. yeah. Spencer says he doesn't want to see Peter Jackson back after seeing the Hobbit movies. So. I like the yeah. Hobbit movies. They must have been pretty well, bad. I love the Hobbit. Separate, you know, as long as you keep it separate from the book, the movies <laughs> themselves on their own were actually, I thought, very well done. I mean, they messed with a few things, so they had to change a few things and uh, take some things out and kind of add a few things, but uh, for the most part, I thought they did, you know, just as far as, you know, a separate movie based off of The Hobbit, I thought they did an okay job. Now I'm beginning to wonder if we're talking about The Hobbit or 101 Dalmatians after the my uh, my discoveries past like 24, 48 hours. I, <laughs> that's how I feel right now. 
Luke Hoth has joined us in the chat. Welcome, Luke. Good to have you. Uh, next up on the newsreel, we've got a little bit of uh, some, we got some video game news for you, starting off with uh, some news about Fallout 76. Uh, Nuclear Winter um, will cease to exist in September. Uh, Bethesda announced that uh, Nuclear Winter, which is um, the Battle Royale mode that was added to Fallout 76 in 2019, uh, is going to be discontinued and going away uh, basically due to uh, lack of uh, participation. Not a whole lot of people playing it. Um, I only, I, you know, myself, I'm, I'm addicted to Fallout in a lot of ways, and I only played it a couple times. I was, I wasn't that into it. Um, but also in regards to Fallout 76, the new story update is going to hit uh, next month. Uh, I read an article that said the um, Steel Rain story is going to continue on. Uh, July 7th, if I remember correctly. Uh, well, yeah, Spencer, th that's really the only gaming news that I saw that I cared about. So <laughs> that is why I announced it. Uh, however, we actually, I think we do have some other gaming news that uh, DJ is going to uh, talk to us about. Absolutely. All right. So uh, we've mentioned this a few times on here uh, that uh, there is a game coming out uh, based off of Dungeons and Dragons. It is Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. And uh, on the 9th of June, we were uh, given a gameplay trailer. Uh, which is uh, which was pretty cool to see. Uh, it, it just shows off the uh, the mechanics, what you can can't do, um, some of the encounters that you'll get, uh, or types of encounters. Nothing story related. Uh, so uh, you know they also announced that they're also going to have the uh, summer or. Uh, DLC for it is already going to start uh, rolling out at the end of the summer. Uh, they'll have uh, two-player split screens, couch co-ops, all sorts of new levels. Uh, so this one, they're actually looking like that they're going to uh, support it for some time, and you're not going to have to wait uh, for a year uh, or so to get those uh, new updates and new missions. Uh, I'm excited for this. It uh, reminds me a lot of like the Diablo uh, style, uh, which they really don't do a whole lot of anymore. Um, you know, so uh, you got uh, uh, some of the uh, the heroes. Uh, Dritz is in there. Uh, Katie Bree, Wolfgar, uh, uh, Brunor uh, is uh, are your selectable characters. Uh, so it uh, looks like that they are taking uh, you know, some of the well-known R.A. Salvatore uh, characters uh, that are the best sellers and most loved uh, and running with that. So it looks like it's going to be pretty good. I'm, I'm excited for this game. So Luke has a question, D&D uh, &D related. He wants to know okay. what we think of Hugh Grant being the villain in the new Dungeons & Dragons movie. 
he definitely has the acting chops for it. Uh, we really don't know much about the character yet. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't mind Jeremy Irons was, uh, uh, was a great one in the first Dungeons and Dragons movie. Um, the, uh, the second one wasn't, uh, you know, uh, all that in a bag of chips, but it was all right. Um, uh, I really hope that the, uh, the movie goes well. Uh, I know Chris Pine is, uh, is the lead and, uh, Hugh Grant is going to be the villain, but we'll have to see how it goes from there. Um, and just a note on our news. Um, I know that there was a whole lot of gaming news that comes out, uh, but our news, we start gathering our news um, either tonight or tomorrow. And we go for, uh, you know, we try to get as much as we can. Uh, once we fill up our uh, queue for our news, we'll just include the news for the next week. So I know, Spencer, a lot of uh, games uh, came out or were uh, announced at E3, and we'll probably cover a lot of those uh, next week in our news segment. It's just a lot to process and go through. So, but yeah, um, I think that's what I have for that one. What else you got, Steve? Um, I've got some uh, Book of Boba Fett news. Um, quite a bit, actually. Not, I mean, just um, kind of related to itself. Um, it has been announced the shooting of uh, the Book of Boba Fett has wrapped up. Uh, so they now are in post-production and really looking forward to this show uh, as I'm sure the rest of you are. And if you're not, there's something wrong with you. Um, but uh, on a similar note, we've got some casting rumors uh, or some appearance rumors from the book of Boba Fett. Uh, the first one that popped up um, is that the bounty hunter Bosk is rumored to make a surprise appearance in the show. Um, Someone's so a surprise. Say again. Sorry. I said so much for being a surprise. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. I love so, those rumors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think uh I think that will um that'll make Joey happy because that's actually his favorite bounty hunter. Uh let's see, what else? Uh we had some other appearance. There was another appearance uh rumor for that one. Um where is it at? Oh, uh, the other appearance rumor for Book of Boba Fett is that Timothy Oliphant will return uh, as Cad Vance. So that'll be cool. And you know what? I'm going to have to agree with Spencer here. I would really love to see Cad Bane uh, show up in this uh, in this TV show. That would be so cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, and to see him in live action. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. Um, on a similar note, we've got some, uh, appearance rumors regarding the Andor show, uh, which of course is another one that I'm really looking forward to. Um, so we've got some rumors that Forrest Whitaker, uh, is rumored to reprise his role as Saw Gerrera. Uh, Ben Mendelsohn is rumored to reprise his role as Krennic. Um, and I think that was 
it for us for uh, for Andor. Um, so what do you what do you think of that? What do you think of uh, Saw and uh, Krennic being in the uh, Andor show? I'm excited. That and for Boba Fett, you know, I, I just happen to love my surprises, love to surprise. But yeah. um, I'm excited. This is really cool. I'm really excited to see, you know, some of these other shows really blossom and bloom. And I really hope that they'll, you know, do really well. Yeah, I am. I mean, I am not going to complain ever when we get some more, more Saw Gerrera. Agreed. <laughs> uh, agreed. Yeah. yeah well, I I know why they like to do uh, this, and I, I believe this would be uh, the finger of Kevin Feige uh, with the interconnectivity of Star Wars. And instead of just getting, you know, uh, something in the background or uh, a hologram uh, of some sort, just kind of, you know, to associate it, we're getting a lot more of the concrete uh, evidence that, yes, all these stories are interconnected. Uh, even if you go from the High Republic all the way to uh, Rise of Skywalker, there, there's something that connects all of it, all together. Uh, and, and I enjoy that. It may, To me, it makes it seem more of a tangible uh, universe rather than having, uh, you know, this story set here and this story set here, this story set here, but we have no connectivity other than just, uh, yeah, it's just a story set in, you know, this universe and, all right, mm -hmm. well, where'd they come from? So, but, you know, uh, yeah. as long as they tell me a good story, I don't care what characters that they put <laughs> into it, you know, uh, it, would I be glad to see them? Sure, as long as it makes sense and they tell me a good story. Go for it. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I, like I said, I would not complain to see more Saw Gerrera, but uh, I also agree with you that it's going to have to make sense. Why is he there? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was it for our uh, our newsreel today, uh, this week. And coming up, we've got our discussion about the rise of Skywalker to finish up our Skywalker Saga retrospective series. Before we do that, we've got another song to play. Um, this one is from some guys out of Chicago, Illinois, called The Ugly Lovers. Oh, what? I thought you'd like that, Nicole. Yes, The Ugly <laughs> Lovers. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is a uh, song that they released as a single back in April. And uh, it is called Don't Come Back. So here we go. Since day you left, it comes as no surprise. My life has been a better place. I opened up my eyes because I used to think I needed you, but now I know I'm fine. So if you want to try again, you better stop and change your mind. Don't come back, leave me alone. I'm better on my own. Every time I 
time I took you back, you cheated and you lied. And every time you left again, you left me asking why I tried. But now I see just who you are, I know you're not a friend. So find another loser, cause I won't pop or hold that again. Don't come back, leave me alone, I'm better on my own. Don't come back, leave me alone, I'm better off alone. All right, the Ugly Lovers with Don't Come Back. All right, it is that time. We are going to talk about the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so uh, as, uh, as we've been doing with uh, the rest of the uh, eight chapters, we'll start with the opening crawl. And it goes... The dead speak. The galaxy has heard a mysterious broadcast, a threat of revenge in the sinister voice of the late Emperor Palpatine. CVP. General Leia Organa dispatches secret agents to gather intelligence while Rey, the last hope of the Jedi, trains for battle against the diabolical First Order. Meanwhile, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren rages in search of the Phantom Emperor, determined to destroy any threat to his power. Cue the music. All right. So, Rise of Skywalker. First off, we'll go with overall thoughts. And uh, let's start with Nicole. What do you think of this one? Okay, so let me begin. That when I first saw the trailer, you know, I was watching it um, while it was being course done at the Chicago celebration, and hearing Palpatine's voice excited the pants off of me. I could not believe it. I I just could not believe it. I was excited. Um, mm -hmm. But of course, that year we knew that Carrie had passed away. And so I kind of went with an open heart, open mind, which I normally do anyways, knowing they probably had to, had to kind of put some things together or redo some things. So I think that's kind of what kept my perspective a little bit different. You know, I actually do like it. Um, I'm not, in this case, trying to nitpick it because I think if you nitpick it, no matter what, you're going to hate it. Um, but if you just kind of go in knowing that things kind of had to be shifted around, I think it kind of gives you a little bit more understanding to to the situation. So, and all over overall, sorry, I liked it. I did like it, and I did find like I just kept picking out like my favorite things, and I think that is what makes me overall happy with it. So, what about you guys? What about you, DJ? What did you think of the Rise Skywalker? Well, very I mean, similar, man. Yeah. Very, very, very similar to you. As soon as I saw the trailer, and 
I believe I was at work at GameStop when uh, when they broadcast it, and they had it over the uh, the GameStop television because we didn't uh, control the uh, the programming of that. And so, in like surround sound, everyone stopped what they're doing and was watching this screen, and I was blown away by the trailer. Uh, and then to hear. Palpatine, my mentor, <laughs> that laugh. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it. Well, I mean, I knew how they were going to do it as soon as I heard it because they talk about it in the Legends books. So, okay. yet again, they're borrowing from the Legends and... <laughs> I just didn't know how exactly they wanted to do it, or in, but yeah, I I, I was yeah, I was floored. And then when uh, Ian McDermott came out on stage and said "Roll it again," mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I nearly wet myself. It was just yeah. like you know, how cool is that? Yeah. And then the movie came yeah. out, and yeah. <laughs> uh, I liked. Some of it, um, I can kind of understand why they did some things, but a lot of it for me was head scratching. Uh, they had a whole lot set up, and yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, Steve, initial thoughts. Um, <laughs> yeah, so of course I was at uh, celebration when the trailer hit for this. Uh, so I was equally as excited to see uh, Ian come out on stage and say, roll it again. And uh, the trailer got me even more excited about it than I already was. Um, <laughs> as an overall, uh, I actually really liked The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, in fact, as I have, have mentioned uh on our previous episodes of the uh, Skywalker Saga Retrospective, I've been uh, telling you my rank of each movie uh, based solely on just the Skywalker Saga films. And uh, a lot of folks might find this surprising, but this is actually my number three. (laughs) I love CJ's face. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked this movie. I, I really liked it. Um, I thought it was very epic in scale. Um, yeah. It was... Uh, we'll I, get to that. I, I thought it was... <laughs> Spencer says I'm crazy. That, you know, I... You he can, has you can, his reason. You can say that. I loved this movie. Um you he know, means I, crazy. I think <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, has different levels of crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I I just thought this movie was great. Um, I wish I wish Joey could have been in here uh, to the, for this discussion too, because I, I I don't think he liked it as much as I did, but he I think I I know that he liked it more than he liked the Last Jedi. Um, but yeah, so that being yeah, so overall thoughts is this movie was great. I loved it, and uh, I mean I can understand why uh, there are people out there that disliked it, and 
So uh, he wants to know the reasons behind my insanity. I'm telling you, it was a great movie. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll sum mine up this way. It uh, unrealized potential. I mean, I have a question though. I have a question. So, DJ, if let's say Carrie Fisher was still alive and with us, I wish and I pray that was the truth. But that's not. But let's just say, let's just play around with this. If she was alive, do you think this movie would have reached its full potential? Do you feel it probably would have been a little bit different because she would have been there? They wouldn't have had to try to pull things together. Do you think it could have reached its full potential? No. <gasps> okay. It would have been great. It, 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 it would have been great. Uh, I would have loved to uh, to have seen Carrie's reaction, but from what uh, JJ had said, uh, they didn't really change much as far as the plot. They just ended up giving dialogue to other people, uh, you know, filling in where they could. Uh, but. Uh, ultimately, it, it felt like the whole movie was j summed up in the scene where they're going to go find Bulio. And they're doing the hyperspace skipping. And you're go, 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 stop. Where are we? Okay, go, 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 stop. All right, go, 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 stop. There was nothing. It just was like... It, if they could have expanded five, ten minutes on a few of the scenes to make it a little more um, coherent rather than just, all right, this is, we want to show this, we want to show this, we want to show this, and then just mm -hmm. put those together with no interconnectivity. Like I said, Star Wars is a whole big continuous thing. And when you Circle first. Yeah, when you first drop off and you see uh, they're on Mustafar and Kylo is just going bananas on these people. And then there's no context of, all right, oh, I'm here to find to get the Wayfinder. There's really no other context that they're on Mustafar. And then all of a sudden it just it, it goes to a different scene. And then that scene plays out. And instead of trying to tie it in together, they just go to a different scene. And then they go to a different scene. Then they have mashups where it's Kylo and Ray together. And they kind of explain a little bit, but it just kind of, it's a whole lot of start and then stop. And then start and then stop. I feel like you're getting into so your sounds... dislikes. Oh, no. Yeah, well, it I, like oh, no, I have a little more dislikes. Oh, but wow. I, I, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm just, just trying to explain why, why I think that you know, you know, yeah. there's lots of good stuff, there's lots of bad stuff, and the two just, you know, it's just oh. like, yeah, there's no meshing. I, I wouldn't say there was a lot of bad stuff. I mean, it had its flaws. It could have been better, yeah. but. Uh, Spencer says the whole Sith Wayfinder was silly. Well, all right, we'll, we'll get to that when we get into yeah, our we'll discussion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, okay. So next up, we're going to talk about some of the, uh, the characters that uh, were specific to this film. Mm -hmm. um, so let's start with uh, the absolute best character in the entire movie, Babu Frick. <laughs> Babu, Babu Frick was a highlight. Uh, but I, and I think I, I think the whole reason why I enjoyed Babu Frick as much as I did is because of the Harry Potter connection. Yes! I know so what it a is. Lot of, a lot of people... Oh, go ahead, Nicole. Oh, well, I wondered if anybody had any guesses in the in the chat room, but it's, of course, oh. connected to Harry Potter because it's uh, done by the actress who played Mo Moaning Myrtle from the Harry Potter series. Which yes. Is awesome. And he's one of my oldest friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that scene. <laughs> let's see. What? Who, what's another uh, character? Um Dio. Dio. Yeah. Oh, yes. Dio. Yes. Love Dio. I love droids. This yeah. doesn't surprise you. You guys know no. this. I love droids. doesn't surprise me at all. Dio um, is a waste. Dio was, put, Dio was put in because JJ wanted to voice a, a, uh, a droid same way that uh, Dave Filoni did. Wow. Wow. And, and, and yeah, I know, uh, mind blown. <laughs> but look, I do have a Dio, you know. Okay. So, but yeah, if if Filoni hadn't done Chopper, uh, JJ wouldn't have done Dio. <laughs> uh, I I think that they could have done something a uh, a little different. Um, you know, uh, you know, bring back R two something. You know, it's just, eh. All right. Um, another new character in this one was Allegiant General Pride. Um, yeah, uh, he was. Yeah, he was kind of a waste of time. Uh, oh. Good, good actor. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I, yeah. Great I, actor. I wish he would have gotten a better role, but. Um, yeah, he was one of the uh, the least interesting characters uh, from this movie. Um, Zori Bliss, I really liked her. Yeah, I did. I did like Zori. Yes, I would have liked to have got more of her and, and learned more about that. But yeah, Zori Bliss was cool. Um, let's see who else we have. Oh well, can't forget Jaina. Yeah, Jaina I was just was, looking oh, her. Yeah, Jaina was pretty. Yeah. Cool. Yes, love her. Um, yeah, okay. She was there. Uh, so, yeah, those are the only new characters. Oh, there she is. Hold on. No. There she is. There she is. Yeah. I wish we could have gotten more, too. I'll get to that later, but I, sure. I do like sure. her. I really like her. Um, but yeah, that, that's all of the new characters that I can think of off the top of my head. Thanks, uh, Ren. He's not a new character. <laughs> well, they kind of are. We don't see them in the other movies. 
the Knights of Ren, not just like just Kylo Ren, but like the Knights with him. Oh, it's like yeah, the first yes. to actually see the Knights with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be talking about them and the likes dislikes thing. Uh, that uh, Spencer, that's Bulio that uh, was beheaded or decapitated at the beginning that you're referring to. Uh, Bulio was actually voiced by Mark Hamill. So that's uh, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, I, I guess you can count them, although we didn't get much of him. Uh, it was the bounty hunter whose name escapes me right now. Um, ah, the one they were chasing. Um, oh, Ochi. Right. Yeah. Because he is—he's actually—he actually shows up in the uh, Darth Vader comic book. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, m most of the characters' uh, backstories are explained. Uh, in other media, uh, and they have fantastic backstories, but we mm -hmm. didn't get that in the film, and this is just talking about the film. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I, I, I know another uh, another new character. Um, as soon as I can think of his name, uh, Beaumont Ken. Um, oh. Not a huge role, uh, but yeah, he was played by Dominique Monaghan. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, um, see, I, rem Pippen. I rem uh, see, I remember from him from uh, X Men Lost. Origins. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was in Lost as well. Oh, okay. So. So I, I I never watched that show, so. Uh. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's I mean, there were a lot of characters that, um, like I guess weren't really given names, uh, but uh, yeah, there's a thermal detonator you hear. I know, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, Give me, give me one moment while I go look and see what's making noise in the bedroom. All right. So while he's doing that, let's. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll, I will tell you how to fix one of the characters, and uh -oh. that's if you hold on to your if, seats. If you were to switch Hux and Pride, their whole roles for for that for the movie would have made a lot more sense and Hux would have been what he was showing to be in the first two. So if the spy would have been pride rather than Hux and Hux catches him, that just would have been, yeah, I, I think that would have fleshed mm -hmm. out that character a whole lot more instead of giving it that complete 180. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you have Hux just continue down the sniveling little path of, uh, well, I'm this guy, just, you know, shoot me in the arm and you get shot in the leg and then he gets shot in the head or whatever, however they got rid of him. But yeah, if they, if they would have switched pride with Hux, it would have made a whole lot more sense. So 
there's there there's one problem solved. Done. Okay. Sounds good. I got solutions. I got solutions galore. All right. Where are we at now? Uh, any more new characters that you can think of? Nothing that I can think of. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as uh, even, you know, character development, uh, you know, uh, Hux backslid a lot. Uh, we had, uh, you know, he was supposed to be him and Kylo were, were neck and neck to be, you know, the supreme leader after um, uh, Snoke was dispatched. And, uh, you know, so and then all of a sudden you have Pride come along and then just completely upend that that piece of it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, I, I didn't mind uh, Jaina's uh, backstory about, uh, you know, it kind of explains a little bit more in the movie. Like when Zori was telling him about how all the kids were being kidnapped by the First Order, and she turns out that she was one of those children, and they had a whole battalion, and they, they overthrew, you know, the First Order. I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, um, Kylo, uh, you know, as far as a, uh, you know, uh, a, a character goes, I think he stayed true to the arc that he was on. Uh, he didn't want anybody to, uh, mess up, uh, you know, his, uh, his, um, attempt at power. Um, you know, and, but it took his mom and dad to come through in, uh, you know, force ghost type, you know, uh, thing, which really wasn't explained either how Han could do that. But, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, so I didn't mind that, that turn there, you know, Star Wars has always been about redemption. Uh, and so to see him go back and, uh, you know, and retrace his steps and sacrifice himself to return to the, the, the good side was, um, you know, I actually kind of like that. Um, uh, speaking of redemptions, uh, for me, anyway, uh, I know not for Nicole, but for me, this was a redemption for C-3PO. Nicole is always like C-3PO. Me, I thought C three PO was kind. You know, was well, yeah. You you you've always uh, touted the abilities of C three PO, and I just thought he was a whiner and was there for comic relief. And you know, he really redeemed himself in uh, in this uh, movie. And uh, yeah, and. You know, again, uh, not a whole lot of, uh, you know, R2 in here. Um, you know, uh, Chewie was uh, was a great character uh, as well. Uh, Chewie's always rock solid. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could definitely feel his emotion, even though you can't really understand what, uh, what he's saying. Um you know, and then of course, you know, Leia wasn't there, so we, they had to uh, had to fill in with what they could, and um, 
you know, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, um, any other character arcs that you think uh, that you can think of, Steve? I mean, there are, but that would kind of lead me into some of my dislikes. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll right. get to that in a bit. Um, so uh, since we're on characters um, and we're kind of on the borderline of likes and dislikes, <laughs> what, uh, after you saw the film, we heard the laugh in the trailer, so we knew it was coming. Uh, how did you guys feel after seeing the resurrection? Nicole? I was in awe. I'll be honest. I was like, wow. Because I guess I was so excited for it. And I wasn't I wasn't disappointed. I was in awe though. I was I was excited. Like, wow, okay, yeah. this is happening. This is cool. You know? And I just kept yeah. an open mind. So Steve? Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Uh I I liked the resurrection i liked uh you know they they explained a lot with the uh visuals on exegol without actually saying anything mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like with the clones and uh, you know they explained snoke and uh they just i felt like they explained a lot without having to say anything just through the visual uh visual effects on exegol um mm-hmm. I would have liked to have gotten a better look at the Sith worshippers. Okay. I, I just I would have liked to have seen what they looked yeah. like a little bit better. But um, but yeah, the Emperor himself. I thought that was uh, I mean, and a lot of this has to do with one of the reasons why I thought this movie was so great is just that to end this saga, having the resurrection of of the emperor was the perfect way to end this saga. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just felt like ending this saga with Kylo Ren being the main bad guy, or even Snoke being the bad main bad guy, would not have done the saga justice. Because mm-hmm. I really think it should have ended with the emperor, and it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, cat's with us. Welcome. Yeah. Um, I, I guess we'll uh, once. Uh, um, all right. Do you want to do likes and dislikes, or do you want to do likes all around and then dislikes all around? How do you want to uh, do that? Let's let's do them separately. Let's let's start with Nicole. Right. What are your, what are your likes? What do you like about this movie? What do I like? All right, where do we begin? All right, settle in. Okay, so uh, we're going to start right with the C-3PO since, you know, DJ already started there anyways for me um, because that moment seriously stole my heart when he finally gave in and this is the last time I'm going to look at my friends and I'm like in there like... Like it was like Chewbacca was already pulling my heart and I already knew it was, you know, behind the scenes, obviously we didn't have Carrie. So it was already, I was already a a little bit emotional 
but that that moment just stole my heart and of course babu his a yeah totally loved it um but i i have to say when i was in the movie theater though the scene with luke and leia training i was there and i remember looking at my friends like hey hold up hold up I think that's Billy Lord. I think that's her. I think it's her daughter. I think this is an honor of, of Carrie. And, you know, I remember talking to some friends afterwards and, oh, no, no, that was just probably CGI, yada, yada, yada. And I did. I asked some friends. And then, sure enough, I was right. Because it ended up being Billy Lord was actually playing for her mom, which was what an honor. You know what I mean? She, she really does look like Carrie. And so when she goes in there and plays Leia, I just loved that. That's one of my favorite moments. Even when I watch The Rise of the Skywalker now, I love that moment because there's just this moment that you know that Billy Lord is doing this for her mom and is just so precious to me. Um, so definitely another favorite moment. Um, I did like all the voices. Sounds weird, right? You know, Ray's on the ground and all the voices. I liked it. I loved hearing, you know, Frank Oz and everybody, you know, Ashley Eckstein doing Ahsoka and all the different voices. For some odd reason, for me, that excited me. I loved it. And I'm like, yes. You know, it, I mean, I just love that they powered her up. So that's just to name at least three. I mean, we could be here all day if I just continue on. <laughs> so I guess I'll throw it back for to you guys because if not, we'll be here again for a couple more what are your guys some some of your favorites steve uh, i'm gonna let you go first oh things i liked uh i did love the uh the training between the two uh i liked mm -hmm. uh ray's training as well um uh, i liked that uh, she didn't finish the training course because uh, she felt the pull of her friends. Uh, and uh, so, and you know, and, and everything else, Kylo, and she was distracted and couldn't feel, you know, and couldn't finish the training course, which was to me a callback to Empire. So, yep, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah, yeah to Luke. So, yeah, uh, you know, Luke didn't finish his training. He ran off to face Vader. Uh, Ray didn't finish her training. She ran off to face Kylo. Um, you know, um, I thought that um, uh, Oscar Isaac did a great job with Poe in this one. Um, you know, the... Um, the emotion for the characters were was all there, uh, no matter to me for wh whichever character it was. Uh, they all did well with their jobs. Uh, yes, you know Palpatine, uh, you know was I thought did it for being out of that role for so long, did an amazing job to step right back into it. Um, you know uh, Chewbacca, you know it's. Uh, you know, you could feel that pain. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, uh, even, uh, you know, Lando was, you know, an older version of Lando, you know, uh, when he's flying. You know, it's, uh, you know, just to see, you know, to see all of that wedge uh, was was back in there. Um, 
you know, uh, yeah, for the most part, I'd say 90% of the characters, um, you know, were acted well, uh, but that's not necessarily on the ones that didn't work were not necessarily on the actor. So, um, yeah, I, I loved seeing the Death Star in ruins. That throne throne room scene looked amazing. Looked amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and there's there's lots of shots in there that were just filmed so well. Uh, Exegol was uh, was fantastic to look at. I really wish we could have spent more time there, just because there's so much going on. Like Steve said, with the the Sith Eternals there. And, you know, it was a beautiful. The Star Destroyers rising up, and there's tons of them. And it's like, wow, you know, it's like this This is epic. This is so grandiose. And I can't wait to see what they do with it. And, yeah, so, um, you know, that's, uh, that's some of my highlights. That's not all of them, but that, that's some of them. <laughs> And then, we can, <laughs> then uh, you know, uh, here in a minute, we'll uh, I'll I'll distinguish between the two. So go ahead, Steve. What were your likes? Okay, so um, some of them were already taken, but I'll talk about them anyway. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely the acting. Uh, the acting in this one was was really good. Uh, I'd, I'd have to agree with your assessment of ninety percent. Of the acting being uh, being spot on, um, just as I mentioned earlier in the show, I just thought that this movie was so epic in scale. Like it was the whole movie, like had you know it was leading up to something, and you felt that in your gut the entire movie. At least I did. I felt like it, what you know, what it was leading up to, and and the movie was very emotional in, in a lot of ways uh, from, you know, the death of Leia to Chewie's reaction to the death of Leia. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, even the death of Kylo, uh, the return of Han when he speaks to his son, uh, the C-3PO moment, all these moments just, like, just got you, got you in the gut. And and it just made the movie that much better. The callbacks to the original uh, trilogy – uh, like yeah. I said, with the Death Star and uh, and uh, some of the things in Empire, it was it just it fit. I think it fit the the rest of the Skywalker saga. Uh, it fit together better than say the Last Skywalk, uh, the Last Jedi, or uh, or Force Awakens to me. Um, like Nicole said, the, the voices at the end, I thought that was just so amazing to have all those voices. Um, I like uh, little things, like we got to learn a little bit more about who Poe is. I thought that was kind of mm -hmm. cool. We got a little, a little bit more backstory there, because I read, I read the Poe Dameron comic book, and it didn't really get into his backstory much. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, there was just uh, wow. Spencer didn't like the Star Destroyers. I thought the Star Destroyers were amazing. Uh, yeah. 
I just more felt of like, I felt like um, I I will say that final battle scene on Ax Exegol is both a like and a dislike. Mm -hmm. uh, I loved the potential of what that could have been. That could have been a very epic battle scene. So I will say I liked the potential of that final battle scene on Exegol. It didn't quite deliver. Uh, but, okay, so there Spencer said all of them being planet killers. That's, that's Palpatine's thing. <laughs> he <laughs> likes to make planet killers. Why not do it with mobile, you know, mobile planet killers? Genius. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, the, the big another big like about the movie was the return of Palpatine. I just, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly think you can't have a Star Wars story without Palpatine being behind it somehow. Mm -hmm. It just, it doesn't make sense to me for him not to be the one pulling the strings. And he was. So, those yeah, are my likes. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, but, um, uh, yeah, and, I, and I agree with Spencer that, uh, you know, that the, uh, maybe not uh, that, you know, they were planet killers, but when you, when I first saw the Star Destroyers, they didn't necessarily have, I mean, they didn't show any of their weaponry. They just was, it was a massive fleet. And uh, I said it in the chat, and I'll say it here that it just it shows the the length and the depth that Palpatine was planning this for years and years and years, gathering materials in the in the outer rims, uh, you know, getting it to this place and having this workforce uh, to build these ships and to staff these ships. Uh, you know, I, I know, you know, it didn't really show much of a, uh, build up or, or much, but, um, you know, and it's never really talked about in the other two movies where the first order got all their stuff from, you know, it just, they just kind of showed up and, you know, but we, we accept that as well. So, you know, who's to say that Palpatine didn't say, all right, Hey, you know, we're going to send a detachment of star destroyers that we built first rather than, you know, with the world killers in them. And uh, we're going to send those out as a force to start drumming up some publicity and get more numbers on our side. Uh, you know, we're not told that, but I could see that happening. Uh, the, the length that this dude went to, to pull the strings, to remain in power, uh, you know, yeah, I thought was uh, was phenomenal, um, you know. And uh, I'll add more to that once we get to our dislikes. Unless you want to start with that now. Um, I I think we're at dislikes now. All right, all right. So I'll go first, then we'll throw it to Nicole, and then Steve can end. All right. So dislikes. <clears throat> um, oh boy. As, right, as, comfy. As, <laughs> as as Spencer said, it could have been better. And I feel that way in almost every scene. 
it was good. Some of them were great. You know, uh, some of the ones that hit you in the feels, you know, I, w I wouldn't have touched probably maybe a little bit, but a lot of the scenes, 90% of the scenes could have been better with additional five minutes here, five minutes there, a little more backstory, a little more storytelling to make it have uh, make a little more sense. I know they were up against a time window. I know they didn't want to make a three-hour movie. Every other series recent, recently has put their last movie into two parts. I look uh, you know the Hobbit. They took one book and made it into three separate movies. Uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, you know, they left a whole bunch out, but they still made, you know, four hour movies out of each one. Justice League was four hour movie. You know, it's uh, the precedent was, uh, you know, was there where if they want Harry Potter, another one, uh, book seven, they split into two movies just to get everything in. And if, if they would have had it split it up, Given a little more backstory on you know what was going on and why it was going on and uh, you know maybe a little more of the cloning process because we really you know we didn't get much of it except for Palpatine saying you know hey I was all the voices in your head I created Snoke and then you hear all the voices you know that uh, that Kylo heard. And, you know, it's like, all right, well, I would love to see more of that. You know, something, you know, if, if they could have just expanded a little bit on a few of the scenes to make it a little more informative, it would have gone a long way. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's my, that's my major gripe throughout the movie. You know, the scenes were good. The characters I thought were great. Uh, you know, uh, switch the two, the pride and Hux, and it would have been a, you know, a, a great character. Uh, you know, if, uh, you know, explain a few more things here and there. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Give me another movie to explain a little bit more. You know, Rise of Skywalker, part one, part two. And, you know, uh, End the saga and you know do what you what you had to do, but you know it just it, like I said it felt like that they had this scene they wanted to show, then they had another scene they wanted to show and another scene they wanted to show and you have to include this, but instead of tying them together in overall story they just like all right here's all the pieces of the story we want to tell you there you go enjoy and. It just kind of, it's like, eh, uh, okay. I mean, I enjoy it, but it left me with a whole lot more questions than wrapping up the saga. There's some, some of the ties were done into a bow, but there's so many other loose ends that were out there that it's just like, well, what about this? And what about that? Oh, we cover that in the book. Oh, we cover that in the comic. Oh, we do this. You know, so much more was was explained in Ray Carson's book uh, as far as that one. Yes, exactly. 
you know, there's a whole lot more that uh, that goes into the thought process and things uh, that uh, that you get. It's almost like reading a different movie than what we got. So that's my that 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 that's it. Love Star Wars. Love the sequel trilogy. Love the prequel trilogy. Love the original trilogy. Uh, I just wish they um, I wish they would have done better for the sequel trilogy. Uh, I think it would have gone a long way to uh, unite a fractured fan base. End of story. Well, you know. All right. What you got, Nicole? What didn't you like? Oh, what what do I have to go off on that? Um, okay, so I am going to actually add on a little bit. Um, I'm going to start right at the ending, actually. Um, I kind of wish that they would have had Ben show up as a force ghost or something afterwards. Yes, he died, but I kind of wish we had a little bit more something that said that he went on or if he would have lived, but that didn't happen. So I'm not going to even, gonna, I'm just not going to play with that. Uh, but I kind of wish that they would have been a force ghost or something right at the end with Luke and Leia, you know, so she could see him or we could have that. I don't know, just that final moment. Um, you know, again, I fully understand that they had to kind of add some stuff in here and there to kind of, again, with Carrie, you know, being gone, but I kind of wish we would have had a little bit more Rose Tico. I wish we would have had a little bit more Zori. I wish we would have had a little bit more John. So I get what you're trying to say, because I think by adding five more minutes of here, here, of those kind of things and really coming together, it would have worked. And honestly, I really would not have minded. I sat through, you know, Endgame and, you know, the Deathly Hallows. I, you know, I've sat there when it's been a three hour, four hour movie. I sat through Titanic. So, you know, if they would have went three hours and had longer, I would not have mind. I wouldn't have minded. I wouldn't even thought anything of it, actually. Um, just as you said, DJ, to just uh, get a few more details in because those details really could could make more um, of the movie better. So, um, again, I don't have a lot of big gripes because I'm just not in a picky mood right now. So catch me <laughs> on my picky game. Maybe I'll have a longer list. <laughs> How about you, Steve? Um, so, yeah, my, my biggest dislike uh, has a lot to do with what both of you said. Uh, and, and by just simply saying it could have been longer. Um, yeah. Two, I mean, having a t two movies sure I, I could i could see that but like you said four hours i mean four hour star wars movie bring it on i i'm all for it uh i sat through four hours of of the justice league i could certainly sit through four hours of star wars um so yeah it could have been longer to tell a little bit more of the backstory of certain characters um um, I think, uh, like you said, they kind of, they kind of gypped us on Rose. We didn't get a whole lot of, about they that. Um, they, I mean, he was in the movie a lot, but I felt like Finn kind of took a back burner throughout most of the movie. There were mm -hmm. a few scenes where he kind of, they kind of focused on him a little bit. Like when mm -hmm. he started talking to Jaina, 
and and just just you know he had that banter going on with with Poe, uh, but overall it just kind of it felt like like kind of just put him on the back burner. Um, yeah. You mentioned the Force Ghost. One thing I, I really wish they would have done at the very end uh, on Tatooine is they could have added Ben as a Force Ghost. Yes. Not only, that, not only that, I think they could have added Anakin. Uh, I just feel like, why didn't they put Anakin? In? I mean, she she doesn't know who Anakin is, but still, that would have been a good. Yes. You know, that would have yes. been a good good for us fans just to see Anakin yeah. with yes. those with them. Because uh, they're all. Or they're even all, Pat. Why not yeah. go for the whole Skywalker family? I mean, Let's they're go. All, they're, yeah, they're all okay. family. Why not put them all up there? Um, Can we call but, Lucasfilm and have you two go to the headquarters and like just redo <laughs> the ending a little bit? I'm sure it can be edited in. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, most of the, like, like you said, there was, it could have been better, but yeah, I mean, like DJ said, they could have been better, but all of them could have been better. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can nitpick nope. all day. You can, you know, exactly. I mean, you can nitpick any of these movies, and we have. Clearly. Not Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi was gold. What are you talking about? Oh, I can hey, nitpick that I one. Like we did nitpick that one. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of anything else that. No, not there wasn't. I, I can't think of any other dislikes because most of them could have been solved with just making it longer. Yeah, Finn, yeah. another one that you know we were talking about in the chat. Uh, just I, you go from a, a character that uh, you know is trying to hold her hand and yells Ray throughout the first movie. Mm -hmm. You know, he actually has a bigger arc or has potential to have a bigger arc in the second and then this one you're supposed to get you know hey i got something to tell you before we die and eh, never mind and I'll, i'm like yeah exactly we know what it is just so, say it yeah so another thing that i guess you can, you can i guess you can call this a dislike but it was something that we were discussing last time uh when, i think it was when i think it was when we were talking about the last Jedi. I'm pretty sure it was, but the whole sequel trilogy could have flowed better. Yes, if they had a plan. It just felt like it felt like these were three different movies with just the same characters. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. Um, you know, or even if you want to, you know, you had uh, JJ's movie, which was split into two parts, and then you had. Uh, Ryan Johnson's movie, which was uh, same characters, just a you know a, a different story. It almost felt like a Legends kind of yeah. uh, kind of thing, where and, you know, and it's like, man, all right, uh, you know, I guess we're just going to throw cohesiveness right out the window, and you know, and then yeah, there were uh, Ryan Johnson threw some digs at JJ in his movie. It looked like it seemed like to me. Uh, and JJ threw it right back in, in his, uh, in, in the rise of uh, Skywalker. They're just, I, I don't, and as much as, uh, there, I, I hear complaints and see complaints that, uh, about Kathleen Kennedy, 
um, at Lucasfilm. I think if she would have taken a more hands-on approach uh, mm-hmm. to these movies rather than just say, all right, you're the director, go with it. Um, you know, yeah, we had the story group and the story group will say, all right, yeah, all right, well, this is the story, you know, we want to tell. Go for it. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, there's the points that we, we made to you. They're there in the movie. Doesn't mean that they make sense the way that, the way that they put them together. Uh, if they would have had um, an overall curator of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they should have just gave it all to John Favreau. Just give the entire sequel trilogy to John Favreau. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, or... You know, hey, extra techies in the chat. Hey, welcome, Sean. Hey, extra techie. All right, uh, but yeah, it's just you know, it, George Lucas had, uh, you know, he made the first one. He developed the story. Uh, you now the he didn't direct the second one or the third one, but he was there every day, making sure that uh, you know that his story was told the way that he wanted it. Yeah, he's no longer right. with, you know, he sold it off to Disney, uh, but Disney could have and should have done the same thing. Have one person yeah. in charge. This is the story that we're going to tell, you know, whether it takes three movies, four movies, 18 movies, and, and 16, you know, uh, television shows and animated projects, whatever. <laughs> but this is, this is what we have. Yeah. This is the story we're going to tell. Stick with mm-hmm. it. Here's our plan. You can be our director. If you don't want to do it this way, eh, you know, hey, we gave it a shot. We'll find somebody that will. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I think that's all we have with the rise of Skywalker. Um, so I, I have a I have a final thought or final couple oh. things I want to in okay so i want to add in a few extras for because i think we already talked a little bit about extras but we're talking about the rise of skywalker and i just want to show some of my favorite things this was awesome afterwards and i still love it it's a visual guide if you don't have Mm -hmm. it get it it's awesome i again when you're right dj you're right when you kind of got questions you got to go somewhere so you might as well go into the dictionary reading is so good so uh, reading i had i had pre-ordered that um, and I actually got it the morning that the movie came out. So I had to like stick it in the closet before I went and saw the movie. <laughs> I was like, no, no, this can't come in till tomorrow. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, Same. It came, I, it, I had pre-ordered too. Yep. Yeah. It was there that morning. I was I'm like, sure. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys have these. But when these came out, I had to have them and i even got them as gifts for some people and that is of course the rise of kylo ren which of course yes i have the two covers you know you gotta have them i love them and i think that was really really helpful i love that look at that charles soul yes i love them love his oh yes i have some i have like several covers of because they're beautiful and they're wonderful and i really really liked them Mm -hmm. who knew but last one, I promise. And that is, I already showed it a little bit. But what's really cool about this one, I was at C2E2 in Chicago. My first one, actually. That was and I got to meet Miss Ray Carson. So I got it signed. It was really awesome. It was a really cool moment and stuff. So 
definitely some recommendations. Like if you're wanting, like anybody wants to, you know, in between stuff, the rise of Kylo Ren though, I really liked by Charles soul personally. Um, and the visual dictionary is so gorgeous, just yeah. gorgeous. So I can't recommend it enough. Where did you say that you got the novelization? Uh, I was at C2E2 in Chicago. Okay. Okay. That's, um, yeah. It was last Comic-Con before, um, before, you know, you know, 2020, all that stuff happened. And I, I got to meet her and it was awesome. It was awesome. And um, very excited. I still like, I don't know. I have two copies of it and I just refuse to get rid of the other one now. Yeah. So. That, that one I have not read yet, but I, I will eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, so that does bring us to the close of our Skywalker saga. So where are we going to go from here? I have no idea. I don't know what we're talking about next week. <laughs> um, we'll figure that out. But we, we still have a little bit of show left. Um, after we come back from our next music break, um, we're actually going to do a little um, kind of mini recap uh, if you want to call it that, of the first episode of Loki. Yes. Um, and we get the second episode tomorrow, so I'm really looking Ooh. forward to that. Um, and and on the mention of Charles Soule, I guess we're having a little side conversation here. Uh, yes, Spencer, his, his uh, run on Darth Vader is uh, nothing short of amazing. Um, Charles Soule yes. is, is definitely I one of the Charles. one of the better one of the best uh, writers out there. And his and the Light of the Jedi that was that was just a great book. Yes, I like uh, that one too. But all right, so um, so we're going to talk Loki here in a minute, but we're going to play our last uh, music break. Um, this is from a band out of Phoenix, Arizona, called Miles to Nowhere. Um, this is a single that was just released. Um, what is today's date? Today is the, wait, is today the 15th? Yes. Okay, so this, this single was actually just released today. Uh, like I said, it was from uh, Miles to Nowhere, uh, who are from Phoenix, Arizona. The single was released today, and the name of the song, I'm just going to spell it. it it's I-L-Y, I guess that's Eiley. I don't know, uh, but let's go ahead and uh, give that one a listen. I love you and you don't care. You say it back, stop, like staring. I can't feel it anymore. You're sorry, but you never learn, and I can't cry in here and in here when I can't feel it anymore. No, I can't feel it. Blow my head off. I'd rather blow my head off. I love you, and it's not fair. You came and went without a care, and I can't feel it anymore. It doesn't matter what you said, you went between the lines I read, and I can't feel it anymore. No, I can't feel it anymore. 
All right. Miles to nowhere. Illy? Eily? I don't know. I'll have to ask I him. I'll have to ask yeah, him. Yeah, that was quite, quite the song. <laughs> that was good stuff. Um, so um, we're not going to take a whole lot of time talking about this. Just kind of go over our thoughts on it. But the, uh, the first episode of Loki came out last week. And uh, so that was our our third this is our third entry into the Marvel television series. Is that the third one? I think so. Yes. Um, yes. We had yes. WandaVision, then we had Falcon, Winter Soldier, and now we have Loki. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, our third. And um, so let's just uh, go around the room here and just real briefly, what did you think of it just based off that first episode? Go ahead, Nicole. Oh, I loved it. It was amazing. It was like Loki charms. Amazing. You know, because I couldn't get the cereal. So I made sure to get the magnet. Yes, you can get it too. No, I'm not paid to say that. But I am spreading the Loki charm love. Anyways, that being said, <laughs> I loved it. It was amazing. I cannot wait until tomorrow. I'm very excited for this whole series. So there it is. All my charms all in one bowl right there for you. Definitely. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, j even just based on that first episode, I, I actually like it better than WandaVision. Um, <gasps> yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> no, I, I did. I like uh, a so lot of it has to do with I just like the Loki character. He's, he's fun. And uh, yeah. I r I'm really liking his... Uh, let's just call it banter with uh, uh, what's his name, Mobius. Yes. Oh, Owen Wilson. Uh, yes. I, I'm really liking that uh, that banter that banter that they have. Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh yes. Between Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston as Loki, yeah. that yeah. those two. Oh man, they they have their own amazing dynamic. Yeah. I love that moment. That part. Really. And oh man, I got to tell you, my um. So yeah, if anybody's watching this and they haven't seen Loki yet, uh, this is not spoiler. spoiler great. Yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the first episode was when he's talking to the clerk. When Loki is talking to the clerk, and he's like, "Where did you get these?" And he's like, "Oh, we got a bunch of those. Some of the guys use them as paperweights." Love. I love, love one. Like. Uh, <laughs> Right. All right. So um, my uh, first initial reaction, pure and utter garbage. <gasps> no, seriously, it was it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the the way that they go about laying the groundwork for the future of Marvel, um, you know, uh, take some notes, Lucasfilm. Uh, they do it masterfully. Yeah. Uh, they did it. Yeah, I, and, uh, I, I was just joking, Spencer. Don't worry. Uh, I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was amazing. Uh, I love the way that they tied it into uh, the 2012, uh, you know, Avengers, uh, and kind of brought it forward. Uh, the Miss Minute, 
intro that yes, they please. gave that uh, that explained it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, yes. It, it, it recalled so many different things in other series to yes. explain what was going on. Uh, and yeah, when they start talking about the, the madness of uh, the multiverse and that just happens to be the name of uh, one of the future films, you know you're in for a good time. Um, yeah. Uh, not yes. only... Was uh, Owen Wilson great as uh, Mobius and Mobius? Uh, I think they really did well with uh, with all of them. The uh, the security officer that was uh, that was trying to you know uh, get a hold of Loki, and every time he would try something, you know, she would turn it, and you know, it just was. I uh, that character w was was absolutely amazing. And uh, I know they kind of spoiled who they're going after, but I don't think that's who it's ultimately going to be. Uh, so, yeah, uh, lots of surprises uh, are in store. I have a theory on that. I think we're going to get a, a lot more cameos. This is only a six-episode arc. So, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Um, uh not only uh, well spencer said loki premieres the best marvel premiere yet uh spencer i'm going to go a step further and say <gasps> that this is the biggest loki was the biggest premiere on disney plus ever the amount of views that watched loki outdid mandalorian as far as number wise and and views and and everything like that, so uh, yeah, it's the number one show by far on Disney Plus already, and it's just the first episode. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I have a theory on who who they're actually going after, but we will. Uh, I'll keep it to myself just because uh, we're still pretty new into the uh, into the series, and my I mind might change. Loki really connects though with so many uh, with WandaVision. You can kind of see that they could almost bring in the, the how it could connect to the Fantastic Four, the Multiverse mm -hmm. of Madness. There were so many, there's so much potential here that Loki mm -hmm. could be connected to everything. You know, you know, so, another, you know, another yeah. thing that was really great is when they were showing him uh, clips of his life that he didn't know happened. Oh. Oh yeah. yes, I wanted oh. to cry. Yeah. Yes, I oh. may have cried. I'm not telling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that that was pretty powerful. Um, I, I really, yeah, just overall, they did such a fantastic job with it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, from uh, people that you see in the background that you might not notice. Uh, you know, just the different, uh, you know, either variants or people that are supposed to be there that could have possibly, uh, you know, been uh, not only um, agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but maybe mm -hmm. members of the TVA, and we just had no idea. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it's uh, and I think Nicole knows what uh, what I'm which one I'm referring to specifically since she's the one who's Pretty found sure. it. Yeah. 
So, yes. um, Sorry. yeah, I'm going to have to agree also with Spencer that uh, I, I did really like Loki, but I still liked Mandalorian more. And yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit biased on that too. I don't know. I have so much love in my heart. You know, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a toss. Yeah. Depends on my mood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 Loki and Palpatine are, you know, uh, <laughs> cut from the same loaf. So, you know, um, he said cut a loaf. Right there. <laughs> you, 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 you can't, it's the same slice of bread. All right. So uh, make sure well, everybody uh, go and watch the uh, the next episode tomorrow. That'll be really great. Um, oh, Superman yes. and Lois. Oh, that that too. Yeah, I need to watch that too. Um, so stay tuned to our Twitter, uh, and we uh, will come up with some idea of what we're going to talk about next week. Um, no real plans yet. Um, but yeah, that is it for episode 48 of Rogue One Radio. Thanks everybody in the chat for coming out and uh, listening. And uh, thanks for everybody who's just watching. And an extra special thanks, of course, to Nicole for joining us again to talk about the rise of Skywalker with us. Always a pleasure Thank to have you. you. Always um, nice to be here. Definitely. Um, any final thoughts from either Nicole or DJ? It's awesome to be here. I can't wait for more Loki charms tomorrow. I mean, Loki tomorrow. <laughs> With my Loki charms. <laughs> I called them bread, Spencer. Bread. Bread. <laughs> Oh, so DJ's ready for more bread tomorrow, and I'm ready for more Loki charms tomorrow. Right, sure. <laughs> that, that works. That We're not works. foodies all right. at all around here. No. no. Speaking all of, right. I think it's almost dinner time. So okay. Any yeah, final thoughts, DJ? Um, man, it's it, it's been a blast uh, going over the Skywalker saga. Um, you know, we took, uh, nine episodes to, uh, to go through it. Uh, we really did nitpick them all. Uh, they were all, uh, very good movies. They're all star Wars. Uh, they're all loved by, uh, many, many, many people. Um, it's just, uh, you know, it's just varying degrees. Uh, so thank you all for sticking with us through that and stay tuned because we will have, uh, some uh, cool content coming your way soon once we figure out what it is. Yeah, more Rogue One Radio coming at you every Tuesday. Yes. And uh, so that's it for us. Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.